It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre, people, baby, boys and girls. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. Hearty, 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 hearty. Another one in the books for old Scony. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. What if, like, my thing was that I did a bunch of different voices, but in between each voice, I had to go, and then you'd have to, like. That'd be sick. You know? It would be sick. Okay. I admit it. I knew I'd, I knew it would be sick before I said it, and I just wanted people to like me more. It would be trill. Yo. Honestly, Yo, that word came in and out, at, in, in like... and out, dude. Hashtag party like a rock star, t- t- totally, dude. <laughs> came right in and right out. <laughs> I feel like it. It got like, I don't know. Yeah. Trill was like Amen. the word for cool. Yeah, for so short an amount of time, it really like, lit came in and just like kicked yep. the shit out of it. It was a real Icarus situation. It just was too <laughs> flew too close to the sun. It was too hot. Too hot, burned out, and then Lit was like, oh, we in here. Uh, yeah, let's just go through the dichotomy of all slang since, <laughs> yeah. like, 1963. Like for Trill, retweet for uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lit. Lit. And we'll get it. Yeah, we'll find out who the real cool slang is. Guys, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where I deal with my children and Scones deals with his children. Hey, Scones, hey. I'm bringing it back. We're getting what it. Ch- ch- trills. <laughs> Trillies. <laughs> yep. Um, Scones, Margaret Thatcher. Let's talk about her. Oh, do you think she had girl power? <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, another week, another day, another dollar, another week. Another seven dollars. Think that's, about that. That's that passive interest? income. What's that? Yeah, is that compound interest, baby? <laughs> yeah, somebody won one point one billion dollars in the lottery, but uh, I'd rather take a dollar a day. Dude, I wish that's passive it income. Was us. Honestly, think of how we would put out an episode every fucking day. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> if we had one point one billion dollars, we would be on time every week. Uh, oh my god, the production value would be well. First of all, it would yeah. be a professional producer <laughs> putting together mm-hmm. like. Everything with like crazy sounds that in like yeah. music that like we so much like baba booey baba booey. <laughs> it like would be that. like really old Howard Stern and terrible. <laughs> we would just pay out the nose to use like Disney music for no reason. Yes, uh, <laughs> the entire Moana soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind, uh, it'll be like yeah, just be the betting. <laughs> some disaster where like it, ten people <laughs> die and it goes haunts it. Make way. Uh, <laughs> So that would be pretty sick. Yeah, we would tell you guys if we won. There'd be signs. There'd be signs. You'd be like, wow, when did everything get way better? <laughs> be like, oh, interesting. Somebody won the lottery recently in a volcano. Ooh. Um, oh, can I get a hot car with your money? Bill, you'd get the hottest car that money can buy. You mean but, it? Which, a what Ford is, what Fusion? Is... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, oh, no. What? Uh, that reminded me. The reason I what, said Ford, Fu- Ford Fusion was because I was driving home today. Yes. Okay. And in front of me was a Ford Fusion with racing yes. stripes. So I was already <laughs> like, okay, look out. This dude's hanging dong. And Wh- on Wait, the was back, it Phil? <laughs> like, I don't know. On the back, it was a YouTube, like a like a YouTube profile. Like it was, it was. Yes. It was like 
it was uh, like, like Zedra underscore YT at YouTube.com was their like on their windshield like you sticker. have to give me spelling for that. I know. I think I think a picture was, was taken by my Z? wife. I don't remember, but I'm gonna have to find out this person's YouTube. What's and it? I, Zedra. It was like Zedra und- <sighs> underscore YT something like that. Zedra. I don't know if it was a Z or an X or whatever. It. I, this is me. This is like very foggy. Yeah, this uh, is really hard to search for me. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to that guy. Um, so yeah, that was Oh, I found like a SoundCloud rapper named Zedra. Oh no, it's not. It's not a SoundCloud rapper. It's just a picture of someone Irish step dancing. So yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, guys, we're about to hit the five minute mark, which means that we can't find out who that YouTuber was. Uh because if I gotta case tell you, case is gone cold. Case is cold, and the beers are colder. <laughs> You're gonna say the beers are hot, baby. Hot beers, cold case. Tonight, That's how Monday morning a cop does it. That's and then we fire our guns into the air. Some sunny um, days with some shady people. Sunny D with some stinky people. That's stinky peas. Stinky D's with some sunny people. All right, scones. Uh, I'm going to be bringing you a little, little, uh, today, uh, a little, all this interesting action coming at you. And today we're going to be talking about the chilling case of Cindy James. Oh the, my God. I know. Is this one of those beers you were talking about earlier? Cause I just got the chills. Yeah. Chilling case of Cindy chilling James. Carne, dude. The nurse found dead after six years of disturbing harassment. Let's talk about it. Band? Hell yeah. $1.1 billion band. Play us in. Whoa. What if we just never came back? <laughs> We should do that one episode. Just That's for the last the, episode. The intro, the band play us out for like thirty minutes, and then it's us walking into the sunset. And but like do the loop of the song really well, so it like people have yes, to people like, don't realize. Wait, what? And like they're, they, like, I, they're in their car <laughs> trying to like getting mad at it. Yeah, get mad at it, dummy. Yeah, turn around and get mad. At it. <laughs> Whistle and Dixie. Whoa. Um, in nineteen eighty two. Canadian nurse Cindy James received a strange phone call. She had no idea it was the beginning of a chain of events that would lead to years of vicious har- vicious harassment and only end with her death. You got me. I'm in. Strap this in. Is, this is the point where I could have got out. I could have just left the studio. But uh, I'm in. He's in. The Vancouver suburb of Richmond was rattled when James's body was found in the yard of an abandoned home in 1989. She was beaten and bruised, and she had a lethal dose of morphine in her system. However, police ultimately determined her death was a clear-cut suicide, despite the fact that her hands and feet were bound behind her back. Wow, suburban police. At it again. At it again, baby. James's family and friends were insistent that she had not taken her own life. but po- <laughs> That it's physically impossible to tie. 
But police your pointed- hands and legs and inject yourself with morphine. And yeah. it's probably really fucking hard to tie a rope if you injected the morphine beforehand. True. And probably couldn't even do a flip. Uh, well, I don't want to rule want to speculate. <laughs> yeah. But police pointed to the lack of any solid evidence of an outside perpetrator over the nearly seven years they'd been investigating her case. Cindy James, they said, Wait, had so stayed. Like, Hold on. I, there's something I don't understand. Well, this this the last sentence. cut suicide, but they are investigating for seven years? Well, they said there's been a lack of any solid evidence of an outside perpetrator over the nearly seven years they'd been investigating her case. Cindy James, they said, had staged everything. 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 This. This. This I gotta hear. <laughs> this. I gotta sit down for Listen, this one. Every other episode. I don't gotta hear it. Crap. Absolute dog shit. This yeah, dog, one, dog you water. gotta stick around for. Hot, it's some hot dog this episode. Ooh, hot dog. Huh? Uh, Phil, does that do anything for you? A glizzy, baby. Oh, Darcy, you're about to get us sued by Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Throw a hot dog in my muffler, baby. That's... <laughs> That's the R&B album that Phil's gonna release. That'd be um, sick. Cindy James's six years of harassment began with a simple phone call. Cindy James was born Cynthia Elizabeth Hack on June 12, 1944, in British Columbia. Her father, Otto, was a retired Canadian Air Force colonel, while her mother, Tilly, was a housewife and love, loving mother of Tilly. six children. Tilly and Otto. Tato. <laughs> Hot Tato. Hot Tato. After high school, James enrolled in nursing school. There she met Roy Makepeace, a physician nearly what? 20. Roy Makepeace? That's his name? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the 80s. Him and, him and Johnny Doogood were just hanging out? <laughs> Makepeace is a very, like, uh, shitty. Someone super violent and running away yeah. from the law decided to change their la- their name, and they were not creative at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Brian Nice Dude, baby. Someone fleeing another country for war crimes <laughs> was yeah. like, uh, make peace. Make peace. A physician nearly 20 years her senior. James graduated in 1966, and she and make peace wed five months later. Cindy James seemed to be living a happy life working at a treatment center for children with emotional and behavioral issues. When James and Makepeace split in July 1982, however, her dream life became a nightmare. Just three months after James and Makepeace separated, she began receiving strange phone calls. According to the Vancouver Sun, the first came on October 7, 1982. While most calls consisted of mere whispers of her name, she once closed her blinds only for the caller to ring back and tell her that there was no use in hiding, as he Uh knew she was in the living room. Oh, so this that's... is some, some scream shit. Yeah, this is very scream. Yeah, I can't believe like they ripped off scream. Yeah, this is kind of fucked up, guys. Like David Arquette's <laughs> gonna be pissed, dude. Arky Dop Dop. That's Arky what, D- dude. Have, that's where the fans his... are. What? Have you seen the documentary? You can't Which... kill David Arquette. No. I want to see it. It looks amazing. It's about his return to professional wrestling. What? <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know he used to be like in WWE? No. Oh, yeah. David Arquette's the dude. He's like weird. David? I say he's the dude, but someone's going to be like, he actually did this in the 80s and he's a terrible yeah. person. I'm going to be like, oh, very cool. 
I think you're thinking of David Archuleta. No, you cannot kill David Arquette. Twenty twenty <laughs> documentary. I've okay. completely made that up. <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Who's David Archuleta? Am David I?" David Archuleta isn't he like an old American Idol contestant? Maybe Archuleta. David Arch Archuleta. Archuleta. American. That does singer. sound very. Yes, I know who this is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know why his name actually. Top stories: David Archuleta dons a loincloth and handcuffs in this musical of biblical proportion. Great. Heck yeah. Still doing still doing stuff. Yeah, anyways, you cannot kill David Arquette. Go watch it. Let me know if it's good enough. I should watch it. Okay, so, but the calls were just the beginning. Over the next two weeks, James reported that a mysterious perpetrator threw rocks through her window, smashed her porch lights, and even broke into her house and slashed her pillow. She wow. Received, yeah. What a wild thing to slash. Crazy. I would have slashed prices on my cars because I'm crazy. And that's it. This whole thing's been a commercial. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down. I am crazy Scone and Darcy. That's my name. <laughs> he took them both. <laughs> In the divorce. Um, so, yeah. She slashed her pillow. She received a threatening message pieced together with cutout letters from magazines that read, Soon, Cindy. And someone cut her telephone line. James was frequently you in think? Con- I, I have a question. Yeah, scorn. When people do the ransom letter. Yeah, scorn. All the magazine cutouts. Do you think they buy all those magazines? Do you think they steal those magazines from a store? Or do you think they go to a doctor's office type place and steal all the magazines there? I or, think they or, or D oh, Do they like do they like dumpster dive? I think they just they just buy it. All of them? What do you mean all I, I don't Maybe don't I need, guess one you could get you only enough. Need one. <laughs> Yeah. letters but like all the different fonts and like did you think stuff? they were getting a single letter from each magazine the, and they were the like fonts we need the user are so diverse <laughs> i figured you'd need like more than one magazine uh that's where you're wrong sweet ad Un- except now the internet's here and now nobody reads magazine true people just make powerpoints with different fonts for each letter and print them out and mail them yeah exactly email them dropbox it to them that's what that's how i do my taxes every year yeah, I Apple CarPlay my attorney. I say if you ever want to see my taxes again. <laughs> this is me what, thinking. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man who thinks he's in touch with technology. Yeah, just Apple CarPlay and my attorney over here. <laughs> Trying to get my crypto in order. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Anyway, but the calls were just the beginning. Over the uh, Oh, no, I just read all of that. It's all James- just the beginning, man. James was frequently in contact with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And according to the Evidence Locker podcast, she's... I don't like that, ATI. We can't oh, wow. be dropping plugs. ATI, dude. What if he said, and according to Monday Morning Macabre, it would just be like, she. I'd poop my pants, dude. I'd be like, wow, you had to get guys on horses for this? Yeah. Are Ryan, there unmounted Canadian police? Um, Yes. <laughs> there's, there's no way they're all horseback. No, no, no. I mean, like, are there any that are... Okay, there's no way Canadian, like the Royal Mounted, whatever, are all actually on horses. I mean, like, is the title Mounted Police? I mean, universal for Canada. Uh, we should DM Ryan Reynolds because his brother is one of them. Ryan Reynolds, right in. Ryan Reynolds, right in. What's Bubby Justin up to? Justin Trudeau, <laughs> probably not. I don't think we need that kind of publicity. Yeah. 
She soon struck up a romantic relationship with Officer Pat McBride. He moved in with her temporarily in November 1982 after more and more threatening notes and images appeared outside her home. Soon after moving in, McBride reported that he came across James's ex-husband in the alley behind her house with two guns. Makepeace told McBride that he was patrolling the area for James's safety. McBride moved out after a month, but the mysterious harassment of Cindy James soon became much more menacing. Threatening notes soon turned into violent attacks. According to a timeline printed in the Edmonton Journal, the first physical attack on Cindy James took place on January 27, 1983. Her friend, Agnes Woodcock, went to her house for a visit and found her in the garage. James had been attacked with a sharp object and had a black nylon stocking tied tightly around her neck. James told police she heard a knock at her back door and opened it to find a man to find a man who forced her into her garage and attacked her. However, she failed two polygraph tests while being questioned about the in- incident, and she admitted that she re- had recognized one of the attackers but refused to name him because he'd threatened to go after her family next. Ooh, that's... That's, so, that's something. But wait, aren't polygraphs like bullshit now? Well, they're, they're not something that you can use as like justifiable evidence. Like they're not allowed, they're not like admissible as evidence in court, I believe. In the U.S. court, what about in Canada? Uh, that's the polyjuice potion. Oh, way different. You, you Canadian Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize Hogwarts was just north of Ottawa. I think and, if it uh, was, it would be like the Sorting <laughs> Hat would be like Hufflepuff again, and they'd all be Hufflepuff. <laughs> Go skate. Um. The harassment continued in October 1983, a year after the first phone call. She was she found three dead cats hanging from trees in her oh yard. Oh my god! It just yeah. got occultists in this shit. Yeah, one with a note tied to it that read, "You're next." Ooh, that's this is. There's I have a hard time believing it was her. Mm-hmm. After yeah, that's that. that's that seems. I mean, I think. It there I I'm waiting for like something that is way out of left field for me to go. Okay, now I can kind of follow that yeah. track because the, right the now I'm just like this woman's being harassed. The not testifying is kind of suspicious, but it's also plausible. It's very plausible. If someone's like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill your kids if you tell the police," I'm gonna be like, <laughs> "Shut up." Okay, lips are sealed, Bubby. <laughs> Kiss me, I'm Irish, I guess. You know? Yeah. And then you get three dead cats in your backyard. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> wah, wah. Swiper, no swiping, dude. James decided to hire a private investigator named Ozzy Caban. Dude, everyone in this story is <laughs> wild names. names. Yeah, yeah. We got Makepeace and Woodcox and This Ozzie is actually Caban. just my, my D&D campaign that I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to. Okay. So Ozzy Caban... Caban Caban, I like Caban. It sounds more That's fun. a sick band name. Yeah, Ozzy Caban. Uh, he gave her a two-way radio so that she could be in constant communication. This came in handy when Caban <laughs> overheard an odd commotion on January 30th, 1984. He rushed to James's house like and found things. her lying... What'd you say? It's like Stranger Things with the two-way radios. Yeah, she's in the upside down. He's in the right side It up. almost sounds like she is, dude. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
He rushed to James's house and found her lying unconscious on the floor with a black nylon stocking tied around her neck and a note stabbed through the back of her hand with a pair, par- paring knife. It read, Now you must die, C dash dash dash. Uh, I assume that's representative of the swear words starting with C that they might have censored, maybe? Probably, yeah. and we're, unless you're English, you probably shouldn't be repeating it. Jeez. English people love saying it. Yeah, unless you're Billy Butcher. <laughs> William, baby. Caban later said of the incident, she told me that she noticed a man coming through the gate. The next thing that she remembers is being hit on the side of the head with a piece of wood or something of that nature. She then remembered being held down on the floor, and she she remembered a needle going into her arm. At this point, police became suspicious. (laughs) Wow. Great job, police. Now you're like, okay, this is interesting. Know what? Now we should probably go do something. Yeah. There were no signs of forced entry, and and though there was a needle mark on James's arm, there were no substances in her system. They still continued to investigate the case, though, and they brought Makepeace in for questioning after James admitted to them that he had been violent on several occasions during their marriage. James was attacked again in July 1984, once again with needle marks on her arm and a black nylon stocking tied around her neck. Police, ta- police tapped James's phone and stationed officers to monitor her house in shifts, but they stopped after a month passed with no further incidents. They'd spent nearly $1 million on the investigation at this point, and they were no closer to finding answers. On December 11th, 1985, she woke up in a ditch six miles from her house with the wow. same needle marks and stocking that had become a signature of her attacks. So, yeah. Soon, Woodcock and her husband began staying with James in the hope the harassment would stop. One night in April 1986, James ran into their bedroom and said she'd heard a noise. Tom Woodcock said he'd heard it too and ran downstairs to investigate only to find James's basement in flames. He told investigators he'd seen a man standing outside on the street who ran away when he approached him. But That's police really believe- scary. Yeah. But police believe Sidney James had set the fire herself. What? What, uh, what about the man? That's what I'm saying. Is According- the guy a cop or something? What? That's what this- dude, that was the exact same thought I had. I'm like, this sounds like <laughs> it's an inside... Jingler. Yeah, this is an HBO limited series. and Yeah, and boy, is it limited. According to Unsolved Mysteries, <gasps> uh, according to Unsolved Mysteries, reporter Neil Hall wrote after the incident, there was no dust or fingerprint disturbin- fingerprints disturbed on the outside of the windowsill, but somebody set fires from inside the home and would have had to climb through that window. Excuse me. And I don't know why that means anything, because you can wear gloves. Right? Like, yeah. I guess I dust, but. But there's a fire. Right. So it's not like it's like a clean. Yeah. Crime scene. Hashtag. Clean crime scene. We should just become private investigators and do a podcast of us investigating. Hell yeah. That'd be sick. It'd be so <laughs> sick and against Another the week. Rules. And, uh, we haven't made any breakthroughs. <laughs> if you guys know, <laughs> please write in. <laughs> People have been screening our calls nonstop. <laughs> we cannot get any testimony. Uh, a lot, really hard to get people to sign off on letting us talk about their case on the pod. But also, isn't being a private eye like wicked hard? Uh, I had a, I knew a, a friend in high school's dad was a private eye. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. But uh, do, do I you have to be a cop? Yeah, is it? Uh, don't. No, you, you don't it? have to. No, I mean no. But okay. Oh, isn't it uh, JP? 
Sure, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you knew him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked with him. Did he work it? He sure did the first oh, year. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, were you saying no, something? I think you have to, well, yeah. I think you have to be a cop for like like a like a regular police officer for like 10 years yeah. or something before you can be a private eye. Which is then the movie Gone Baby Gone doesn't make a ton of sense because he's so young in that. He's so handsome in that. It's like. He's like. Although he's also problematic as well. I think he's so, canceled. Is he? Yeah. D-E-D-E-D. I believe it. Ooh. Hatchy chachi. Anyway, Cindy James was soon admitted to a psychiatric facility. She spent 10 weeks there, and two different psychiatrists determined she had been staging her own attacks while suffering psychotic breaks. James also wrote in a journal while there, I still feel suicide is my best option in an unbearable situation, and as soon as I get out of here, I will carry out my plan. This is really sad and filled Uh, with what is perceived by this writing as lazy police work. Yes. Um, so that's pretty nuts. This is the point where, like, in the limited series, there'd be, like, the one cop that's like, no, I know she's telling yeah. the truth. And everyone's like, let it go. <laughs> Do you see the tweet that was like, why doesn't anyone believe, uh, what's her face? Um, what's Monona Roddick's character in Stranger Things? Oh, uh, uh fucking ja- Joyce. Ja- Joyce. He's like they t- the tweet was like why does nobody after like her literally never being wrong about any of this people still are like oh Joyce is about to have a like a <laughs> classic <laughs> woman yeah no, no yeah it was, it was the tweet was like a category five woman moment I really butchered this hold on exactly right about everything she's yeah. ever said in that show. Hold on, let me like actually read this. Um, so That's that I, probably par I, for the course of 1980. <laughs> like, Winona Ryder's character in Stranger Things has never been wrong even once, and every time the fucking gravity turns off or whatever, she says, hey, that's weird, right? And everyone in a 10-mile radius is like, whoa, Category 5 woman moment incoming. <laughs> 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 Which, I, <laughs> Anyway. It is like... Um, kind of frustrating by this like the last yeah. season when shit, people are still like <laughs> you're emotional yeah uh anyway i don't even remember how we got here but we after she was released from the facility james was fired from her job changed her last name to make Pe- from make peace to james and moved into a new house while seeing a therapist during this time her mental health seemed to be improving remarkably and for about a year she didn't report any harassment but the attacks soon started again. Was Sidney James murdered, or did she take her own life? In October 1988, Sidney James James was found unconscious in her car at home, naked from the waist down, hog-tied, and with another black nylon stocking around her neck. The hog, like, how? How How would she be the one doing it? How can you hog-tie yourself? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's no, that's what like, I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, but what? <laughs> like, so James told police during this time that she believed her ex-husband was behind the attacks, but he continued to deny his, to deny his involvement. He had even been out of the country when one of them took place. Then on May 25th, 1989, Cindy James disappeared. The day she vanished, she had deposited her paycheck from her new nursing job, purchased a gift for her friend's son, gone to a beauty salon and bought groceries 
But when Woodcock showed up at James's home that night for a planned card game, she wasn't there. Her car surfaced at a shopping mall parking lot with blood on the driver's side door and items from her wallet beneath the vehicle, with the groceries and wrapped gifts still in the back seat. But James was nowhere to be found. Two weeks later, on June 8, 1989, Don Vinish, a city employee, stumbled upon her body in the yard of an abandoned house. Her face was completely black. I think it had been punched in, he says. A cord was wrapped around one ankle and a wrist, he recalled. This definitely wasn't a suicide, Vinish said. You couldn't possibly put yourself in that position. But police didn't agree. She had a lethal dose of morphine in her system, but they argued it would have taken at least 15 minutes to take effect, and a knot specialist determined that James could have tied herself into the bod- into the bound position in just three minutes. Well, I didn't know they brought in a knot specialist. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's just it's like, like a, a fucking guy who's like a sailor down the road. 17-year-old Eagle Scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Just a magician who's like, bro, I would have been out of that in like a minute. Come on. <laughs> you kidding me? You could have thrown me in the lake, I would have been out of that. <laughs> Otto Hack, James's father, later recalled, the police did not investigate the possibility of homicide, of somebody murdering her, but zeroed in on trying to prove that she committed suicide. He continued, there is no way that she could have been able, after ingesting that amount of drugs, to tie herself up. There's yes, absolutely I, nothing. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There was absolutely nothing at the crime scene to indicate that she had used any form of syringe. But once police had ruled her death as suicide, they didn't investigate any further. Countless questions remain about James's death, and if she planned to kill herself, why did she buy groceries and go to the salon? If she staged all the phone calls and threatening notes, how did she still receive them when other people were around? There may never be answers to these questions. But what's, but what's undeniable is, as forensic psychiatrist Anthony Marcus once put it, This woman was under siege from whatever source, inside or out. So, my other thing is, they the the Don Vinish said that her face was like beat in. Yes. So how do how is that explained? Like, how can you just be like, oh, it's suicide? Like she took a bunch of morphine, tied herself up, and then like bashed her head in. Like I don't. It doesn't make sense. It sounds like it's really easy to be a cop in Canada. You just don't do anything. It sounds like that's a that seems to be a prevailing thing in every country. Someone out there is like, "Hey, man." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I would, come at me, prove me wrong. It's just like I don't understand how you can just be like, "Oh, well, it's a suicide." See you later, guys. Like it's. Yeah, this is like I don't. I feel like we're missing something. <laughs> I think I, I think the whole it was a cop is is like the best assumption. Uh, like that's the only yeah, thing it's I can think of. Some kind of corruption where cops are paid off or like for some reason looking the other way or like really just want to get this shit over with. It just seems too convenient that the police were like, I guess it's a suicide. Uh, and also earlier there was that thing that we were both like, that sounds like the police. And I'm trying to remember what it was exactly, but I can't was it message in a bottle? What? Message in a bottle? Yeah, it's by a the song. Police? It's by the police. So it I sounds see. like the police. Yes, 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 yes. Follow. Thank you. Tracking. Thank you, everyone. Please Message stop. in a bottle. Yeah. Is Sting still alive? 
Um, yes. I think. Prove it. Uh, he is, yes. <laughs> Proved. <laughs> um, so yeah, is that's... Sting the wrestler still alive? Yes. I, okay, <laughs> let's just do this. Everybody... Stings are doing good out there. <laughs> shout out. Um, so yeah, that's that's the that's the strange uh Cindy James case. I think most people are gonna fall on the side that we're on, which is that hey, somebody murdered this woman. Yeah, I don't and... see how you can't if someone out there is like, no, it it all makes sense. Like <laughs> Yeah. So what do you mean? It adds I, up. Like Yeah, I hogtie myself on morphine every weekend. <laughs> Never done a morphine hog tie type of night? Come on. <laughs> you just don't get suburban Vancouver, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're from the States, dude. Yeah. It's like, all right, well. Privileged thing you say. <laughs> just so, like, so crazy. Um. So that's, that's. Uh, this, this seems like a- there's, there's probably a blog or something out there that pulled some strings and has some juicy deets on this case. I bet it has to be. This this is like a this is a uh uh what's the this is um what was the what was the podcast that made podcasts like oh cereal <laughs> cereal thank you <laughs> this is a case for cereal Mark Marin um so yeah guys let us know what you think if you if you uh if you're like you know it sounds like suicide to me write in but I I don't think we're gonna respond <laughs> um or if we do we're gonna go. Ah, um so yeah that's that's this week's episode ladies and germs uh thanks everybody for hanging out with the two two dudes with the poodle best nudes (laughs) two dudes with the best nudes in podcasting Um, me wrong i don't care how many bachelor contestants have podcasts (laughs) (laughs) Check us out on MMMacabod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for merch and Patreon access to a whole slew of bonus episodes oh, slew, and tent. baby, slew. <laughs> uh, you can hear a 40-hour loop of scones making that noise. Slew. Uh, that's on there. And uh, yeah, so besides that, gang. Also, look up the video, Jay-Z. <laughs> yes. Look up Jay Z performing or Jay Z's monster verse without the I don't remember what the title it's, of the video it's is. Jay Z performs his verse from Monster, but it's just him listing off monsters. It's it's very funny. Check that out. <laughs> and uh above all, have a good Monday. Boy. Boy. Thank you.